this is Lisa Russick. And Misty Lore. With the podcast, we are all psychic. And guess who's here? I can't stand it. I was just telling her how excited I am. It's Granddaughter Crow listeners and watchers if you want to see the video on Spotify. And Granddaughter Crow, we have to ask you, do you think we're all psychic still? You know, I knew you were going to ask me that question. (laughs) So I must be psychic. And listeners, I'm pretty sure you knew that Lisa was going (laughs) to ask me that question. Yeah. Psychic. I, um, yeah, I, of course I do because, you know, as much as dogma, the Western civilization, you know, different systems try to disconnect us from our magical self, the truth is, is that it's very natural and normal to have those intuitions. How you feel those intuitions may be different than how another one does. But if you are convinced that you are not psychic, that is not organic. We're all psychic. It's just that it gets kicked out of us when we go to the system and the schools and the organizations and whatever that wants to detach us from our natural innate gifts. And we have to talk about why they want to do that in like a really long, detailed granddaughter crow like trilogy after trilogy why is society like this granddaughter crow but you say something you have an idea absolutely agreed (laughs) what is it what do you think because it 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 is easier to have power over and to control people who don't have a mind that thinks for themselves i agree and and who does not believe in their own intuition Mm -hmm. easier to control the masses Period. What do they control us for? For for money? I mean, what do they have to do with all that power? I wouldn't want all that power. Would you do it? Yeah. You know, I I guess I don't understand that. You know, I don't understand that mentality to want to control people. I just don't. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I guess I I can't. I can't conceive of like I must be like Napoleon going. I when you read about him and listen, one of the first conquerors I ever read about and studied in school. I was like, wow. What? And they like talk about this great general of, of military and i'm like anything great about that is like you know and alexander the great you know yes. they're conquerors and i was fascinated by how they could get like all these people conquered you know basically and it's just a word we throw out in history books but it's a really hardcore thing people's lives got flipped up that you know like, oh yeah getting, you know everything yeah. just changed for people all over whenever these conquerors came through and uh just changed into their everything their entire everything uh most of the time so i just uh you know i don't get that mentality at all i don't i i I can see people like that but i don't understand that mentality you know because it wouldn't make me happy in the end even even if i did have that drive to do that if i did it and conquered the world i'd still be dissatisfied because under that there's a deep dissatisfaction with yourself Right. And you're trying to prove you something to yourself. So if you want yeah. to take over all those people, I guess, you know, yeah, that's, you're, you're rationalizing it from a person who has a consciousness, a conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we're really kind of looking at is narcissistic sociopathic tendencies mm-hmm. that yes. that they won't have those underlining. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? Thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think they're so, psychic, though. I think they're psychic. Those types of people, they use their abilities, but they just don't have maybe, uh, maybe they even have empathy, but they don't, they use it to their advantage. They're not hurt by it. Like a lot of us are, you know, feeling other people's pain. Maybe it feels good to them or something. You know, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's weird thinking about those people. Like 
compulsively wanting to destroy people's lives, you know, in a very horrible way. I don't understand that either. But I do think that there's like, you know, I've, I used to love reading and watching true crime shows and books. Oh, and I, yeah. I love Dan Rule. She was one of my favorites. I love that author. And she wrote these great true crime uh, books. She uh, have either, either of you read any of her books and she's she, I don't think she writes anymore, but I read all her stuff like mainly in like the 90s into the 2000s. But she wrote um, The Stranger Beside Me, who she was uh, she sat next to Ted Bundy in a, like a call center or something. And so she wrote this book after they caught him called The Stranger Beside oh, Me. Oh, I've read that. Yeah. And oh, all her that was her first big book. And then she wrote a yeah. bunch of crime books, you know, um, and they're all so good. But uh, it's just, you know, that she tries to get in their heads in these books. And so I would I guess kind of like my references are a lot of these true crime books by her. And she does a good job of giving every, you know, different perspectives and ideas of what could make these people tick, you know. And um, the main thing I out of all of them that I got out of like the ones that I remember, the main thing I get out of it is they're definitely sensitive. That's the problem at one point. And they're young and they're broken at some point. They're not just born that way is what I remember in all the studying I did back then. I was curious. They aren't born like ready to kill from what I read, you know, in the studying that she did and some of these other authors and, you know, the shows just show when there was a child, he was a normal child, but he tortured animals. No, there's more <laughs> always, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, something made him compulsively want to do that. And he probably was hurt to, at a certain age, you know, is what psychologists would say. But that is that sensitivity is there. They they know how to get away with it for so long. Most of these really well known. There's probably tons of them out there now. We don't know about because they can mm-hmm. do with it, and yeah. um, because it's all yeah. they think about, I guess you know. Yeah. And moreover, beyond that, it's it's not just a person. It is a mentality that people adopt that and and they go to to be able to have power and control over and that is why it's easy for them to if they want to have power and control over a mass they tell the mass that you are not psychic no, so definitely. yeah they want them to believe it yeah and speaking of some word a word you used in the beginning magical you know back way way back when they started maybe as far as we know in history telling people no psychic it'd be magic no magical no none of that and um that magic we, before we had the word psyche or psychic or anything like that we had magic forever right haven't we always had magic i mean all our cultures had magic if it wasn't called magic it was shamanism or it had its own name but uh listeners and watchers granddaughter co was initially coming on here to talk about magic and it's interesting that we talked about power because to me witchcraft in particular people who identify with which witchcraft or witch or warlock um i think like they are seeking power over the self if they identify with that term over the self though and it's kind of interesting these people who are into power they're not like they don't look like they they're obviously not going over power over the self but that's what they need to do you know yeah. these type of leaders who just want to conquer like maybe that's what napoleon should have done you know right. <laughs> he did in the end who knows yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know so Crow is going to teach us like you know some basics of magic from we've had some podcast listeners and watchers as you know from a while back we haven't had any really good talks about magic in a while and she's gonna she's gonna go there with us tonight Yay. And- 
Well, what is tonight? Any October fourth? Yeah, I mean, yes, it's yes, October fourth, twenty twenty-three. Touch some base with some time. Okay. So, what do you want to teach us tonight? I love it. You know, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, Misty and Lisa, and we're all psychic podcast for everything that you do. All of the listeners for tuning in to explore all of these things that are coming at us in this world from, you know, just basic people's perceptions. And I want to invite you to get your own ideas about it and to be able to go, oh, I think this way to empower you. May these conversations inspire and empower you to be your authenticity. That's from granddaughter crow's heart straight to you guys. So I first wanted to say that. And endorsed by us. (laughs) (laughs) We endorsed that statement. I love (laughs) it. So a lot of people, um, here's, here's just 101, magic 101. Um, sometimes you see the word magic spelled just M-A-J-I-C, which is great. It's fine. Sometimes you'll see M-A-G-I-C-K. The reason why, from my understanding, that people put a K on the end, because I put a K on the end, is to differentiate that you are talking about the spiritual interface between your psyche and the world around you to affect change in both in a positive way. The other one could be misinterpreted as, watch me pull uh, this. Yeah, this rabbit out of my hat. So if you ever see the K at the end, it's it's basically telling you, yeah, you're talking to somebody who's really practicing. The second thing that I would say, and I probably will say this over and over and over again, it kind of complements what was brought up, Lisa. When you change, the world around you cannot help but change, period. When you change, the world around you cannot help but change. So first, if magic truly is this phenomenon, this interface between the internal world and the external reality and working those together in order to produce something beautiful um, or magical or mystical, really what we're talking about is doing that internal work. And so, you know, yes, it'd be fun to be able to walk around and change your hair color really quickly with your hands, just mm-hmm. like you see in different movies and oh, stuff. Yes. But at the end of the day, first step of magic is understanding I need to change in here in order to infect change out there. I need to have higher vibration in here. And I'm not saying that you need to meditate all the time and do all these things. I'm talking about addressing your four bodies of existence, your physical body in health and balance and well-being, hydration, vitamin C, whatever it is, oxygen, you know, um, your emotional body. Allow your emotional body to have a voice, even if it's frustrated. Acknowledge it, accept it, and then work on how to feed it positivity so that it can grow. Your mental body, you know, this whole idea of mantras and positive affirmations and things that's actually there to help your mind get trained to think of a higher vibration versus being trained to go to a lower vibration. So you're looking for the miracles in the world. You're looking for the magic in your life because it's there, 
But unless you recognize it, you can't see it. And then your spiritual body. So the first step of magic for me is understanding when you change yourself, the world around you cannot help but change. And how you change yourself is kind of, you know, to become, I don't want to say, I'm not going to be like good or bad. I'm not there. I am at balance. And I'm talking about because good or bad tells me that we there's a judge. I'm not saying that because there's always different sides. There's of the an story. podcast. There's a trilogy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, just like we are just experiencing the fall equinox, the daylight and the and the night, same equilibrium a balance within your system and your balance may look different than my balance, but striving towards a balance within each of your four bodies and moving towards health and well-being and love is how you change yourself. And then magic just starts happening. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. That's a really good way, really good way to put it. And it happens the more you the more I accept myself anyway, the more I accept my perceptions as, as valid, even not necessarily like real or whatever identified valid, important to me, important to anyone. It should be important to me is my life. You know, those kind of attitudes came about, but not in a rich mod life. I got to have it my way. Not that kind of way, but through studying this interface, like you talk about between my, all these that I have to work with, and the physical world around me, there is a link here. We're all connected in some way. I'm connected to all these things. We had someone recently on the podcast who said she could bend a spoon with her mind. She did this, didn't know she could do it. And someone had some people come up on stage and she could do it. They t- She talked them through it and she could bend a spoon. Now, that's something I used to try as a kid. I, I not, It was a paperclip, though. I used to sit in bed, like, um, with lie, lie on bed either with a book or by my bedstand table with a paperclip and just try so hard to move that paperclip. You know, I can, she's like, she said something about heat, like she would heat up and then she'd feel the heat of the object, the metal, and then it would bend. So I've been working on that a little bit, haven't gotten anywhere, but um, (laughs) just brought that up because I want to say, you know, it's, it's, it's not just valid that I want to do that. You know, it doesn't matter what other people think about me wanting to learn how to do that. I mean, it does if I want, you know, help. (laughs) Then I can get some help, you know, if they care, they'll help and do it really well. Um, but it's really valid. I should, I can say to myself, it is valid to me to want to do that because I am the one here living the life. I am the one making the decisions about me, not other people. And it is easier if other people are making them sometimes when I was younger and I had a different mindset. But now it's a lot harder to take direction, honestly. Now, I mean, from people who just want to tell me like, okay, this is the steps to take to get a house or you know, something practical, like grow up, that kind of stuff, you know, how to grow up, for example, or, you know, from people who are being judgmental or want the best for you. Because a lot of times we're told this stuff by people who want the best for us. And they really have a different perspective if we're people who work with energy quite like this. And if we work with magic like this, you know, to connect and get into this independent state where, I mean, the validity isn't maybe even necessary. It's just how we are. It's just what we are is okay. And right now it's great. That's like yeah. the perspective I'm aiming for. You know, I try to stay there, yeah. but I don't always. Well, I Magic think help you, get there though. Yeah. I think you bring up some very valid points is that one of the things is, is that 
like we were talking in the beginning of the show, the power and control over and trying to convince the masses that they don't have these gifts of intuition and psychic abilities so that they don't question what the Lord or whatever lady says or the king or whatever it is, the leader, all of that. And, and so that it's kind of strips us. So we are actually brought up societally, especially in the United States, in the Western civilization, uh, thinking consciousness that we are how we're supposed to respect others, but we're never taught self-respect, how we're supposed to. Yes. It's called you're, you're egotistical. It's in, we're taught humility as though it's, it's a, you know, you should suck it up and say you're the most horrible thing. And that's humility, you know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and then moreover, when you do that, then it flows into exactly what you were talking about, Lisa, where the validity and then, the self-doubt is kind of what you, what I heard you talking about is like, do I have to justify myself or actions to you? And the answer is no, you don't. Um, unless you are making them a louder voice than yourself. Yeah. And it is interesting to think of us trying to validate it to ourselves, like our decisions for me, I do uh, like, it's like, there's a few of me in here. We have conversations, you know, about how we're doing things. And, um, and it is those, those planes, it is the physical, it is the mental, it is the emotional and the spiritual. And those four all have ideas about how to do something and we have to find a way to do it together. Um, but the language is, is the magic, you know, the language yeah. so would be the how magic. Do you, how do you get started doing magic? Yeah. That's my question. That. I love that. The first thing I would say is play. Play, yes. Play. Have fun with it. Remember when you were a child and you could pretend da 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 da. That I think is the easiest, most natural vibration because back then I knew the little people that lived under the counter. I knew them. I talked to them. Yeah. And then as you grow up, you're like, no, they no longer exist. But what if they do? I'm not trying to sound crazy. I'm just like, we were in a place when we were young that we were so playful that we could create whatever we wanted, you know, that we could do this. And that gateway opens up our mind to feeling this relaxation and moreover believe in the now like be present what happens to me when i do magic is i'm in it and i'm doing magic and it just makes sense and the outcome comes and it just makes common sense and then i step out of that magical circle i reflect on that magical night and i start going Oh, what happened? How did that happen? And, and it's kind of like, then self-doubt starts coming in. Mm -hmm. The magician's arch nemesis is self-doubt. So again, Lisa, when you're talking about the validation and the self-doubt and the justification of self, that is the arch nemesis of the magician. And we all have that. I don't care how long you've been practicing. If you're a human being, you have that. I get that at times too. But at the end of the day, when you realize, oh, I'm self-doubting, which is now starting to cause my magic to not appear because I don't believe. So 
I would say play, but I would say all of your bodies need to align into the word yes and fun. Your heart needs to be into it. Your emotional body needs to be there. Your mind needs to be in that moment. I do believe, I do believe, I do believe that kind of a thing. And and look for the miracles. Your spiritual body needs to be in that alignment of hope and love and peace and all of those wondrous things and empowerment, you know, self-empowerment is not a bad thing. Power over is where people go wrong. Power to, power with, power to affect change, power to affect love. That is beautiful power, not power and control over. That's where it gets lopsided. So I want you guys to think about the word power for a second and think about it's such a a crazy word because there's so many connotations around it. So it's not about power itself. It is what how you are approaching it and what you're doing with it. If you say power over, that's probably going to go into negative territory. When you say power to, power with, that is always going to be a positive thing because that means that you're showing up as a magician to give to the group or community what you know and you believe in what you know. And, and so I would say play. Realize that the arch nemesis, the bad guy, the one who's going to draw down your magic is your self-doubt, period. That's it. Self-doubt. That's it. And so it's like, oh, if that's what's happening, maybe I need to build my self-esteem. And then I would say do something or play in the realm that all of you wants to, your emotional body, your mental body, your spiritual body, and your physical body. That's when you are in complete alignment and you're not having these conversations inside going, well, maybe, no, I should, well, da, 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 and, and wait for it. And then you can move forward. That makes me think of ritual work because rituals help yeah. people a lot start focusing all this stuff if they do it Absolutely. a lot. Say a prayer, like if, they, if everyone has a nightly routine of going to bed and saying their prayers or something. It's kind of like that, casting a circle, doing the things of witchcraft of that are ritualistic. Yeah. It builds up this habit of feeling that way when you're doing it. So you're absolutely a lot right. of the ritual stuff is done that for that reason, I think, to amp up that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and and so if you look to the tarot, look to the major arcana, and you look to the magician card, you, especially in the Rider Waite, there's other renditions that have it differently. But the magician, aka one who performs magic, has a table. The table is that sacred space, that casting of the circle, the focus point. On that table, he has all four elements. He has the pinnacle. He has the sword. He has, you know, the, he has all of them, the, the water and, and, um, the wand, because those are the four elements, earth, air, fire, water that end up creating everything that is manifest, both seen and unseen, scientifically speaking. Really, this is what it's all about. So when you go to the magician card, you set sacred space, you bring in those four bodies of existence or those four tools or the elements, earth, air, fire, water, all of them are interchangeable. Um, I don't know if I ran through that too fast. No. Slow me down if I did. You bring all of those four elements to that circle, to that focus point, to that table. And then what does he do? As above, so below. 
He draws down and he creates. And, and it's so beautiful because he's like, as above, so below. And that's what we really do. It's like you're drawing down that which is unseen, but it is conceptual to become manifest in the physical realm. Yes. That, that's that card. You did a great description. I love that card. So. You know what? The, the whole meeting of the magician, I'm looking at it right now um, on my little poster board, but the meeting of the magician is share your personal superpower with the world. And that kind of sums everything up that you oh, you just said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Share your. That's exactly. Superpower. And that's exactly right. What if you, <clears throat> what if you were the m- most beautiful painter in the world but because of your self-doubt whether probably it was um brought in by society or the way that you were raised or something like that um and you never pick up a paintbrush so you don't know so i'm saying to you all you are great magicians pick up the tools know yourself and bring and know that your authenticity is the way that creator created you to be and strive to be that purity within you the undiluted self and just share that with the world in the right environments you know don't cast your pearls before the swine not everybody's going to understand but find your people and be a part of that circle and they will appreciate what you bring into the into the circle. So what it could you read that again, Misty? Yeah, yeah. It says share your personal super personal superpower with the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe your personal superpower could be very it usually is something that you think everybody has. Like you're just yes, you're person. so used to it. You don't know any different. That's what I say about yeah. a lot of telepaths. Yep. No yeah. way other people think that way or don't think that way. Yeah. 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 And and so don't go <clears throat> digging into, you know, uh, can I um do this? And if I can't do this, then I'm not magical. Think about how you are. What would your best friends tell you and point out about your character? You know, it's kind of interesting because I have a superpower that I didn't recognize that I have until I was in my 50s. You know what my one of my superpowers is? What? I'm dying to hear it. (laughs) I love to inspire, to encourage, and to empower people to be authentic. I'm just like, why aren't we all doing that? This is something, but but I, I'll look at people and I automatically see them and I look for their authenticity and yeah. maybe they, their authenticity, they're like shy or they're like, Oh, or this or that, or maybe it's not good. Or I was teased for that. I'm like, no, be you, be you. Can you, can you kind of see like right where they are, like who they are, where they are? Cause I have, a, I see the potential of the best of in people almost always. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's a good quality, but I don't always I get tricked a lot because <laughs> they're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? So all right, when yeah. you when you have your superpower like there and you can see their authentic self, is it where they are right now? Kind of not just where well, they can go and where they have been, but who they are right now. I love that question because I think that 
I think that you, one of your beauties, Lisa, is that you put yourself on the chopping block saying, I usually do this, but really you're speaking for the masses because a lot of people, um, especially females, will go, oh, I see your potential. And then they just see that potential. So a lot of us do that. I would say yeah. most of the audience that's listening does that. But at the end of the day, what I look at is I look at the person and just like I look at myself, I see my potential and I see what it's going to take for me to get there. Okay. And you see that both with people, with other people? Yeah. That's really yeah, absolutely. Well, if they ask me to, I'm not just going right. to invade people's space. But at the end of the day, <laughs> hey, I you know what you need to do? Hey, you clear. <laughs> I tell you, right. well, you over there, Miss. Hey, this is Granddaughter Crow, and I just got to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got superpower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got superpower. <laughs> well, you know, usually how I see it. I see it very clearly because I don't get confused around it. Good. I see a person's authenticity. And then I see the second thing I look for is their curiosity and or willingness to get there. That's very have, if they don't have curiosity. That's what I look for in cards when I'm doing readings on him or her. Or them, you know, if they're going to be able to grow in this relationship, that's what I look for. Can they? And are they willing exactly. to? The the will is, yeah. is huge. The are will they capable is... of it? Yes, everyone's capable of it, but will, yes. are they wanting to? Yeah. People ask me, Granddaughter Crow, do you believe that people can change? I said, I believe everybody can change. The question is, do they want to? And we change all yeah. the time. It just seems a lot of people change for the worse, <laughs> you know, as they get older. Unfortunately, you know, they, they, a lot of us take things that are horrible and just well and stay there in the past and don't grow out of it. But, you know, I, I, I recently I've uh, heard about someone who was a very, had a very hard life as an alcoholic. You could say he was, or this person was very, very hard time with alcohol and had done some horrible things. But I, I always, you know, someone who's done like really bad things like this, I, I do believe in redemption and they can come back from it. And this person's trying, I just heard recently, you know, went into a rehab for a long time, went on to another place down somewhere else, like in Georgia or something to get more help. And they're really trying. I really, and no way ever believed this person would do that, you know? So it's just shocking in a way, but I really, all of us hope this would happen. All the people who know this person. And will it stick? Let's hope, you know, keep the optimism up. But like you take someone and my mom and I have this argument a lot, uh, not an argument, discussion. Um, she's She'll say, well, all the things that will go wrong. So what if, you know, what if this goes wrong on this trip? And what if that goes wrong? What if this? And I'll be like, well, if you think that way, it's more likely to happen. This is what magic taught me. Learning and studying. Yeah, magic. I agree. Yeah. Well, not especially specifically magic. It's, it comes back. Like if you expect this to happen, you'll manifest it. You know, yep, if you take the flat exactly. tire, you'll get the flat tire. You know? <laughs> Not necessarily, exactly. but if you worry and worry yeah. and worry, and a lot of times you can make it happen. Or if it, you know, but if you think optimistically, it's more likely that it will go that way. It really is. I don't know exactly the specifics of why, but it really works to be optimistic. I, it's it's magic, Lisa. It's magic. I don't yeah. think that works. Don't, don't question <laughs> magic, Lisa. It's magic. Right, I don't need to question it. It's magic. <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that 
consciousness goes magic. Okay, let me let me formulate this. Energy goes to where consciousness goes. Energy flows where sense. consciousness goes. Yeah. If we want magic it flows to consciousness. Magic flows to consciousness. Magic flows to consciousness. So if a person is going to look for bad things to happen, they're only going to notice the bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. If somebody looks for the good to happen, they are going to hold that in higher regard. True. And yep. we we are manifestors. As a professional reader, I always remind myself when somebody comes to me for a session, I remind myself whether this person realizes it or not, they are a magician in their own life. Yep. And how am I going to talk to this magician to be able to manifest what it is? And then, of course, there's hard, fast, this and that. But I, everybody's. So we need to actually, this show is not just we're all psychic, we're all magicians and this. We're all magicians. All right. We're all magical. We're all magical magicians. Like magical magicians. It's like a little double slap. Like a gang. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question, Granddaughter Crow. It's it's October and it's Halloween season. And uh, we'd like to invite you back to talk about magic throughout the month of October at your leisure. Love that. And I have a lot of events and stuff, but whenever you would like to, maybe, you know, maybe by the end of October, you could have like uh, uh, some something for us to try a ritual or something on Halloween. I would, I would well, we wouldn't have that. the podcast on Halloween, but because we all have things to do, but we I could, know. You know, maybe we could have a final podcast where we have uh, listeners that they have something they can do on Halloween that wouldn't take long. So, you know, what I would like to propose is let me come on two more times pre Samhain and pre day of the dead, pre all of that and talk about how to, what are your magical tools, how to set a sacred space, how to perform a ritual, yeah. how to set up your altar, we and then come back another time and talk about, you know, more of you and your inner life, just like this interface between you and then setting sacred space. And then we'll do a little ritual at the end. How do that's you, what that's that's how, yeah, you summed it up better than me. And then it's laid out. Everybody understands, I think. And I thought, love this idea. This will be great. And so we'll have a month of magic with Granddaughter Crow over October. And speaking of things that we have to do in October, we've got something coming up this month, don't we, Lisa? We sure do. Misty and I are going to be on October 7th and maybe October 8th, most likely if I'm healthy. And she might do it without me if I'm not. But we are going, Misty and I are going to be in Franklin, Tennessee. That's just south of Nashville, Tennessee at the wealth and wellness expo and it's I, do, I don't have the address but if you need it you can just google it and find it wealth and wellness expo i'll put the uh, url and the information to it in the podcast description but we're gonna do also we might be doing a speech on sunday i'm not sure doing a little talk about our podcast and if we do go on sunday and uh or we might do a saturday i'm not real sure it's all kind of changing it's all up in the air 
because uh, people are dropping, you know, changing their minds and things. It's, you know, everybody planned this back in April and now it's here and everyone's like, oh my gosh, oh, what are we doing? Oh. I'm kind of one of them. <laughs> but the, the, the hosts were on the podcast listeners and they were uh, Zach and Tamara. They did the Expos podcast. If you want to go back and watch that, they are doing all these Expos and they are wonderful and they are doing, they're working their butts off right now. And I just want to give you guys a shout out. Thank you so much for all you're doing. And yes, we'll be there and come see us and give us a high five. Maybe I'll print up some We're All Psychic stickers. Minty, minty. I almost called you minty. minty. <laughs> and speaking of what uh, where we are, where are you, Granddaughter Co? We, we, ha- we have your information, but let them know. Maybe they're just Love popping it. up for the first time and they don't know you. you. Yeah, thank you so much once again for having me on the show. And if you guys have listened this much, oh, I'm so grateful the divine in me sees the divine in me. And you, I'm looking forward to having a wonderful time this month on We Are All Psychic. You can find me at www.granddaughtercrow.com. I do weekly circles where I teach something on Sundays, and then we have a social circle. I do one-on-one sessions. I do wonderful podcasts with wonderful people like this. I have books out. There's a lot to find out, but all you need to do is www.granddaughtercrow.com. Follow me on social media. And every week I do a quick weekly read on my YouTube channel, Granddaughter Crow YouTube. Check it out. Hit the subscription, hit the notification bell every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. You will get a quick two minute reading of what to expect in the next week for free with granddaughter and um and we'd also like to thank everclear everclear is our sponsor everclear is an advice app and website everclear.com where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to get the life you deserve deserve you deserve deserve it and there was something else i wanted to like talk about at the end and it just popped into my head and it popped back out in the meantime, Granddaughter Crow, do you have any last minute advice for new practitioners of magic who are thinking about it for the first time? And like, how do I, how do I, how do I put, what is this intention you speak of? Can you explain an intention maybe as advice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, try not to put the concept way out there as something that only pagan witches, crazy you who people do. <laughs> Remember when you were young and you wanted to play, this is what, this is a basis that was taken away from us. You get an idea, you want to uh, play house, play business, play, you know, cops and robbers, whatever it was that you enjoyed playing. That was your intention for that fun to be had and that connection with your school friends and everything. And then you all get together, you develop it together, and you all are happy and laughing because of it. Magic is basically taking you back to that playful, aspect of yourself, but being able to manifest it in a practical way for your finances and business, for your health and well-being, and for your love and relationships that you have now. It's just that's the beginning. It's not a far concept. It's just if you change yourself, the world around you cannot help but change. I'll explain a little bit more of that as we go through the month of October. And just blessings to all, but Make a wish upon a star because to find the superstar that you are. Woo. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. That's it. 
Beautiful. And oh, Missy, I just saw your shirt. Is that a Ouija board on your shirt? Yes, I have a hobby. I think it's rad. <laughs> I'm going to put a planchette up on there. <laughs> Sorry, I just, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> you need a planchette necklace. I'm going to make you a little planchette necklace. All and right. Wear it with that shirt. It can swing around and spell words. Good. That would be so yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll make you one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to do that. It's like perfect so for cool. that. I love it. No. Maybe. Man, I still can't remember what I wanted to say, but Granddaughter Carl, I'm so glad you're going to be doing this. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, yes, I guess great. lastly, Missy and Granddaughter Crow, thank you guys. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. And both listeners. of you. And our yes. listeners, lastly, and we love you and we love you forever and ever. She said it so good. I, I can never say it that well, but she did it. She did it. Whatever she says, we did oh about you guys. And we love you. That's the best we can do. I love Bye. you. Peace out. Have a great day, night, evening morning wherever you may be yeah bye bye